welcome to the Upsiders podcast. My name is Victoria Jones and I'm in the business of empowering people to become successful business owners. Through this podcast, I want to equip you with the knowledge and inspiration needed to kickstart your business, build your brand and begin your entrepreneurial journey. I'll be interviewing the world's most successful business leaders, innovators and influencers. We'll delve deep into how they launch their business, the tips they've learned along the way and reveal what it takes to succeed. Today, I'm interviewing Laura Bullock, founder of Sculpt Bar Fitness, the female-only boutique fitness studio in Sydney's Northern Beaches. Laura's studio opened just six months ago in July 2019 and is designed with the concepts of wellness and sustainable fitness in mind. And yeah, she's already created an amazing brand. Um, I can vouch for that having been to her studio. So really excited to have Laura here and yeah, just hear some learnings of how she started her business and how she's built it along the way in just six months. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, It's a bold move starting your own fitness studio. What is this an idea that you've had for a long time, always wanted to do? Yeah, look, um, if we kind of even go back a step already, um, I had a complete career change. So um, in a previous life, I was a dancer back in the UK, um, always been surrounded by fitness and kind of performing arts and all of that fun stuff. But I totally moved away from it, kind of wanted a bit more of a normal corporate life, Um, went into marketing, um, EA kind of roles. Yeah. Um, And then it was only a couple of years ago that I was always training throughout my whole kind of more corporate career that I decided to make a switch to teaching. Um, I think when you say like, was it something I was looking to do, always wanting to do? No, it wasn't. Um, I did see a bit of a gap um, in the Northern Beaches for what I wanted to create um, for that kind of safe space for women. Um, and then when, once I was teaching, um, that's so you left I, the corporate world and then yeah, when you realized you wanted to do something definitely. Um, yeah. Different. Um, and it was a bit of a, I went fully committed to it. So I went and got all my teaching certs pretty quickly. I fast tracked and committed fully left the corporate world completely. Um, was that with the aim of being, um, a teacher, yeah, a fitness teacher, stage, as opposed to having your own Totally. I think studio. in the back of my mind, I always wanted, um, I did want a studio, but I didn't know how quick I was going to find that kind of passion to, I'd got then my teaching kind of voice. I think as a teacher, you really, you can be a trainer, but you really have to kind of find that teaching voice. And I found that side of me and then I needed that mix of business and teaching yeah it was merging those two and bringing kind of my marketing background business strategy kind of skills it all kind of just happened it was quite amazing and it's funny that you don't I know I didn't realize at the time when I was doing some of the roles that I've done um that I was just learning and then being able to put that into sculpt was it's kind of all led led you to where you are now yeah And I think that's a good point that lots of people, they might have a dream of starting their own business, but they, there's like a few skill gaps that they need to fill. And I know I had that, I always worked for big companies. So I thought Mm. if I want my own business, I'm going to have to work for a small company. So I went and worked with Jackie Maxted um, on Beauty Heaven, who I interviewed um, on this podcast. And she, yeah, she really taught me, you know, the workings of a small business and you just have to know everything from sales to marketing to processes it's not just you have your role so I think like you said that you did you got all your teaching 
um, qualifications. Yeah. It's not like you just started a fitness studio. You actually, no. you've done sort of all the roles that you'll probably come to employ. Yeah, definitely. From those kind of like being able, you know, the people management, recruitment, marketing, um, my hubby, he, I was very much with him from when he had created his business from startup. So I think being on the side, I kind of witnessed and was involved in a lot of decisions and just support. Yeah, um, that's a big part of it, the support, isn't it? And totally. Yeah. Encouraging. You need to surround yourself with people that are going to support yeah. you on your journey and not not critique it. Like you want people to give you honest feedback, but you also want... You want people to yeah. That's um, probably one of the main things. You. Yeah, you've got to be surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, and sure, people, a few people might not believe in your idea, but you've got yeah. to. If you know in your gut you're onto something, then just keep pushing. Yeah. And so, how did you, you know, eventually come to start the studio? You'd been teaching. Yeah, then- I'd been teaching, um, and then I started looking at spaces. Um, I did quite a bit of kind of research within the Northern Beaches area Um, and I could really just feel and see from practicing myself that where I wanted to go didn't really exist um, that space Um, and I suppose I hope that things that kind of make sculpt different different would be that like sure I've tried to create a beautiful space um, for people to come into but it was that connection piece was really missing I felt from not just being just a workout it was being somewhere that you actually want to go to that you do connect with the teacher you do connect with other people in the class it wasn't a kind of stale fitness experience if that makes sense so Um, more of a community yeah um creating that community on the northern beaches yeah um that's how I would yeah put it and for women um I wanted to create that safe space when I kind of initially opened, I did want to create a, a space for women for mums and bubs and postnatal. I wanted that to be actually like every day. Yeah. Commercially, I had to really reassess that quite early on, that that model didn't really work. Um, so that was going to be the main focus, was I really it? I really wanted to do, it wasn't going to be just the main focus, but it was going to be, it was a big thing I was passionate about bringing, having that space for, I felt like a lot of mums don't have somewhere to go more than like once a week or to one class a week and I wanted it to be able to offer more than that Um, because I think they do want more than that but still to be able to train in that safe kind of way and was Um, that the gap in the market you saw that there was nowhere the gap I saw was for me coming from a strong bar background yeah um, that's what I wanted to bring Um, there's only a couple of players kind of in the northern beaches so that being my main kind of practice and my background and um, that was predominantly what I wanted to bring yeah um, and obviously bar is a fusion of ballet pilates fitness so I could then tag on the pilates to be secondary um, and the mums and bubs as well yeah and you've been obviously open to evolving it like you said you wanted mm. that to be a major focus and yeah. you had to change that commercially was that because there was people you know that don't have babies or that yeah. actually wanted to come. There was a lot of there's a lot of work that goes into acquiring your mums and bubs um clients. It's a really and it's quite a short if you look at kind of the that individual, their bub's only gonna be a bub for a certain amount of a period. Yeah. So because we're doing obviously like pre toddler kind of stage. It just I didn't know till I was in it, like how that was really gonna work. Um 
So it was just looking at that. It's as well, I totally understand, you know, mums, um, if mum or bub has a really bad night, they're not going to want to come to class. So yeah. it was just really just looking back, looking at kind of what's happening in the trends. Um, I'm quite big on kind of reporting and seeing what's going on. So seeing what was happening and that retention piece, um, are those clients more going to be members or are they more your casual class packers? Yeah. I really had to weigh that up. So I'm still doing as kind of much as we can um, with three classes a week. It's not the five, but it's still pretty good. I think it's yeah. enough for and, both sides. And I think that's um, a really important point for people that do have their idea. You have to also be open to customer feedback. Oh, so, totally. so rather than spend hours developing fancy logos and yeah. brand and then launching and then realizing actually your target market's going to be slightly different it's better to get something out there do a soft launch and then sort of see how it evolves based on yeah the commercial opportunity because sometimes you don't know until you you actually do it no um and I think we're still you know we're we're big I'm big on speaking to clients and our new customers all the time I'm constantly engaging with them um just to find out yeah how they're finding things and I doing those survey monkeys you've got to go through all different ways to get that feedback but I just think that's so crucial for um that first kind of three six months year forever really you've got to be constantly getting that feedback listening and implementing I find I felt like other kind of studios maybe and other companies they might ask for that feedback but it's not I've not always felt like I've been seeing that implementation whereas I'm quite quick once I get that feedback in I'll make that sharp movement and do you find people are honest when you ask very which has been awesome I've been blown away actually by how supportive and honest people have been and it's that balance of both um people yeah they want I was surprised at how much people want you to succeed it was really refreshing kind of coming into this creating my own baby um that people do back you yeah and they will be there for you um if you're giving them a great experience like great product and you are there for them and you care yeah um i think aussies are really good you know us both coming originally from england like yeah i think in england there's maybe a bit of mentality to knock people down a bit that, oh, so true. Um, whereas in the states it's sort of the opposite isn't it everyone's trying to big each other yeah. up um but in australia there's a really nice balance of people bigging you up and backing up what they say they'll do so they totally. will support you and will talk about your business and share it with their friends I yeah think there's a real give it a go attitude in Australia, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, I totally think so. And it's, you know, it's fine for not everything to be perfect. I think I had to learn that quite early on um, from being quite a perfectionist and wanting everything to look great, feel great. When there's only you as well, one founder, it's quite, it's tough, like, to do everything. You can't do everything exactly how you want to. But yeah. um, so I suppose, yeah, I'm my own worst critic. Um but people have been amazing up. yeah people have been honestly um just I don't know if it's just on the northern beaches the women have been phenomenal so great and how did you first start about building your brand like coming up with the name the the logo the the whole concept yeah, um a lot of research I'm a big big researcher um always I think from a, from the studio point of view I'd been training like in bar itself for maybe 10 over 10 years so I, I've visited a lot of studios whether I'm in Australia the UK or whenever I've traveled I always go to studios so I feel like I've been just without knowing um researching yeah for my that's whole what, 
a friend that's a chef or owns restaurants, he says that everywhere he goes, he looks at all the menus and yeah. analyzes it. And, and that's what I think I was doing for a long time and not always until like the last few years realizing that that was going on. Um, so I think there was a lot of research with kind of the branding piece. Um, gosh, there was a million names kind of in the play for when I was trying to decide on the business name. Sculpt for me, um, aesthetically, I love the word, um, but also the meaning. I wanted to, it sounds like quite a strong word, but if you, I don't know if anyone's seen, the more the meaning more for me was more about finding the form within um, and about sculpting is more with your hands. It's very, it's a really creative word actually. Yeah. Like a sculptor and a sculptress. I like what it is. It's all about more form and it's not as harsh as it kind of sounds once yeah. you dive into the word sculpt and all the different words around it. Um, and for me with bar and ballet, it just, I could see the feminine side in in that word sculpt it's also it doesn't necessarily have to be physical it's like you can sculpt a life you want totally and that's kind of yeah um finding that form within for me it is all within and then sure yeah and I think um that's when people are deciding their name for a business it's really good to have a bit of a story yeah behind it whatever name you choose and I kept coming back to it so there's other words and maybe my hubby kept on like following me towards different things but I was quite strong and it kept on just bringing me back so I think go with gut yeah on that word um yeah and then just in terms of the branding look to be honest I had to do most of it myself um which was challenging like sure I'd done marketing and events and all of that before but um I did just have to you know get creative on Canva and yeah which is I just did a blog post 15 tools every business owner needs and one of my top ones is Canva (laughs) And um, especially just because I have made mistakes, but I've spent, I did spend a lot of money Mm. on an agency to do um, some work. And actually, I think I could have done this myself. And I think, you know, eventually if your business gets to a certain stage, great to have someone come in and and redo it or do a rebrand. But I think initially you can just use Canva to design a logo. Yeah, there's so many tools. Better not to be spending um, Yeah all your money for setup costs to yeah. do that I think you can Definitely. do that yourself talk to your friends get feedback from you know contacts yeah that they're more experienced in that space yeah and I think that's a good point as well even like asking your friends like it's not or even just people in the industry asking for advice not being afraid to ask those questions um I, since opening Sculpt I've reached out to quite a few studio owners um not this side of the bridge yeah but just gone and met with them and had coffees and yeah I think that's it's amazing I'm so blessed that they've been open to chatting to me I think um, no one's really a competitor anymore they're not, like no. they're just I, when I first started the insiders um a PR agency were like oh they're a competitor to us and I immediately emailed the founder and was like do you want to meet up for a coffee yeah I think he was quite surprised but then we met for a coffee and we ended up working on some campaigns together amazing and it just showed I was like we're not we're not fighting after the same clients and if we do why don't we share the work or um you know you can feed me opportunities and I'll bring you yeah I think um that's the great thing about small smaller businesses as well um I remember when I was opening people were like oh you're not worried about such and such being here on the street and whatever I was like no like why we're all doing something different I'm gonna do my thing everyone's gonna do their thing and um I would never want to be a copycat anyway no and I don't think you will be I think everyone (laughs) 
um, even if there's a similar business out there, you're going to put your own spin on it. It's like saying, oh, I won't launch my business because there's already someone doing that. But you'll do it totally differently. You'll attract different clients. Yeah. Um, So I think just because something exists already doesn't mean you shouldn't give it a go yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important to remember because you will have people come to you with those kind of comments. Yeah. All the time. Um, Yeah, that's why I think if your business is really aligned to your purpose and you feel really yeah. strongly about it it you can just those negative things you can um put they to the go. back of, yeah. yeah exactly yeah for sure and obviously it's you know there's been some challenges along the way I'm sure have there been particular learnings that you've had or things that you found more difficult you know yours is a bricks and mortar mm. business isn't it if, yeah at the moment I'm sure eventually you'll have online programs and things yeah. people can do but was that quite difficult actually having to like outlay the capital for it was hard what? and you yeah you have to make those sacrifices um you know I think anyone who doesn't think that you have to sacrifice whether it be like financially friends everything things you have to you say start saying no to a lot more um things. yeah you get good at saying no as a yeah business owner, you do you? You <laughs> but you, and you have to and it's not always great you know it comes with a lot of um yeah a lot of not great things come out of some like having to say no to things and friends and people I think the juggle like for me I really have to learn and still have to learn that balance between kind of like business and me time which yeah. is very little um and kind of relationship like it's really hard to balance um different cups um to be honest yeah. um I think yeah it's always a challenge isn't yeah. it yeah um when you have a family too then then it's like you know having time to be a mum totally. so I'm struggling with that at the moment just yeah. how to balance that yeah um, so that's probably been my time. biggest challenge right now is um you know, I'm very quick and responsive to my clients, um, yeah. which is great. But at the same time, maybe I don't need to be as quick, as reactive. Like I've got to set myself a few boundaries um, and just have that, oh my gosh, 24 hours off because otherwise you're you're on all the time. Yeah. And I think the biggest, another challenge is there's so many channels for people to connect with you right now so it's not like um you know I'll have calls texts Instagram personal messages um emails it's like oh my gosh go away and then I I have to see them in this everyone in the studio it's just uh, that's quite overwhelming like there is no disconnect I remember once um yeah a friend she'd she'd tried to call me then she'd whatsapp me then she'd face it messenger Uh and I hadn't responded she's like but you've seen my whatsapp because I can see you've seen it and I was like please like there's just you don't get any personal you space really do you, you no. just um and you know that is one of the challenges with the business at the moment yeah. it's which um this guy I was talking to that's starting his he was like okay so I've got my twitter set up my instagram mm-hmm. face and I said to him I was like why are you doing twitter yeah it's like you have to be on that non-stop you're a consultancy business like the people you're appealing to won't necessarily be on twitter yeah. like it okay. just and he was like oh yeah so you, I don't need to do that I was like, no. And then I said, is it a visual business? Like, mm. what are you going to post on Instagram? He's like, no, actually, I don't need that. And I think it's quite good to just hone in on one oh, or two totally. that you really enjoy and do it well. Yeah, as opposed and to- everyone will tell you to be doing things. Um, that's been a challenge as well. Like, people are like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? But it's like, you can't do everything. Yeah. Um, so 
that's a challenge in itself as well. So what did you pick that you've got? Um, you're so building I'm just, Instagram. Yeah, well. I'm predominantly Instagram, which is working really well. Yeah. Um, I've really felt as well, like people do want to connect more with a studio. They want to kind of see it. They want to feel it. So Instagram stories has been a game changer. Yeah. Um, in the early, like when we first launched, I found it hard. Again, I was maybe spending too much time on overthinking what I was posting but now it's amazing actually within six months I've kind of I'm not too worried about what I post like yeah if I especially make a with type, Instagram I, stories yeah, it's good because it's you can... okay um and I think it's just keeping it authentic anyway I don't want to be overthinking um anything I'm posting too much um, yeah and if people are just getting a look and a feel for the studio the workouts the people that's all that's what you want and you want your voice on it totally um as well yeah but yeah I I think that is an overwhelming thing for people is keeping it in touch with all those different social channels definitely um and has that actually driven customers because yeah I think it's important to look at the channels like where's where you're driving new customers is through your website our, search we haven't done any search um but our traffic to our website is pretty amazing I don't know how to be honest I should probably look into that um but it's really good um maybe we have just got the right keywords set up um but saying that it was me and hubby who kind of created the website we created everything so um what did you build it in we did it through Wix um I was looking at the different Squarespace and Wix for me just the templates for Wix worked better for my type of business yeah integrating the timetable and all of that kind of stuff with um, the mind body software that we're using right um but squarespace is also pretty amazing yeah i've used that a lot yeah. in the past that's good um and then obviously if you're e-commerce um shopify, shopify is yeah. brilliant yeah um so i think gone are the days that you do have to kind of start from scratch and especially when starting a new business don't i think it's choosing where to invest that time so sure a wordpress website's going to be better then maybe your Squarespace or Wix, but is it worth that time or that cost to get someone to develop yeah, no. a WordPress site? It's not for your first site, like maybe for a stage two, but not right now. No, I think the main thing is to get your brand out yeah. there and, and create some sort of digital presence so people can find you. Yeah, but um, definitely so- back on that, I think social and look, yeah, we do paid social, Um but also referral. Like Has it been word of mouth? Yeah, it's been really... a lot of word of mouth, which is really awesome from kind of a business owner point of view that I hope that we won't have to ever rely on always having to do paid work. Yeah. Um, so we all, again, I'm quite big on asking people how we did, how they did hear about us. Um, but a yeah, lot of that's a good referrals. way. So you'll say, how yeah. did you find, was it yeah. going by? Or... Yeah. And you did that amazing offer. You did... Um one dollar for a week for a week yeah what was I mean that's obviously an incredible offer that you yeah. wouldn't you didn't Do make anything. money from yeah. but then did did you find members signed up we really did it really set us up to be honest um it was a good amount of foot traffic um coming through the studio like our first weekend our launch um we were waitlisted which that's great was mind-blowing like yeah. it really was um and yeah the conversion was exactly where we needed it to be it's steady now you know as months go on and we've not got that kind of aggressive launch offer um it slows down but I actually quite like that in a way as well because I did find it quite overwhelming having a lot of people um back when we first started it was a lot of me running the show as well like um it's only over the last 
maybe like three months that I've gradually been letting go of more classes myself. So I was on a lot of the teaching side and the running of a business. It was challenging to juggle both parts and to making sure that I'm connecting with people in the way that I want to. Um, Yeah, I think as long as you have a plan that you're not going to be that person forever. forever. And, you know, you obviously had a plan to grow and now you've employed people. Was that quite hard? Because I know a lot of business owners find it challenging to trust I've someone with their yeah, it's, baby it's funny I've actually taken that really well in my stride I trust my instructors my girls um wholeheartedly they're amazing but that um, you would have had a recruitment process or something yeah, to, to find the right people that totally. obviously share your values yeah and- And I think that was it. That's what I really looked for in my instructors, though. It was people that were very aligned with my vision, what was important to me in teaching. Um, Yeah, we're all so, so similar. But it it was a type of person. Um, But no, I did trust them from the very beginning. You know, I'm not in there monitoring them, looking over their shoulders. Um, we have like regular catch-ups. Um, we're going to start implementing more kind of workshops and stuff from next year. I really want to invest a bit more time in the team. Um, that's kind of a focus for 2020. Um, but no, overall, I felt good letting go. I actually was okay. I felt comfortable. That's good. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, people struggle with that. So I think, and I've heard that if you give someone that trust, it empowers them and they're more likely to you know to good do a good job as opposed yeah. to trying to um I'm learning this with parents <laughs> at the moment try to you know you let someone go and yeah. do it and they're um, better to let them make mistakes totally. as well um, yeah um so no that part of things has been good and then just even now I'm gradually like handing over a few of the studio management stuff and that feels good too yeah like I, I think I've mentioned to you before um it's hard getting processes and kind of policies and the ways that I've been doing things down to on paper but it's such a good task to be getting done this early on I think in the piece get the systems right yeah. and then you can yeah you know, scale your business as definitely well. yeah so is that um in the works there's obviously you know companies like I don't know you've probably heard of Orange Theory mm. who um I heard the girl interviewed in America and she's just expanded they have like their sort of cut and paste yeah um are you planning to do something like that with sculpt yeah definitely um there's a few different kind of ideas I'm playing with at the moment um but it is looking like the multiply option is something that really appeals to me um to be honest yeah so it is important that I start documenting I and then maybe I'll open up that kind of second third um, and then maybe franchise from there. But yeah, your F45s, your orange, orange theories, even your KXs, it's amazing, those stories. Um, and KX is a really good story to come out of Australia. I don't know that one. Yeah, the... he was, um, so he's Australian. KX was founded by an Australian guy. I think he went and got KX, if, I, if my memory's right, he saw the kind of reformer Pilates model in the UK and then he really created his own thing when he came back to Australia. So I think he would probably be the most successful fitness franchise coming out of Australia. Right, KX. okay. Um, and they've nailed their model. So I feel like there's a long way for me to go with Sculpt before I kind of really... Um, make it signature sculpt classes that's what I'm trying to create right now yeah um you know make our bar class signature to sculpt our Pilates class 
is very bar Pilates, have that fusion very sculptified. Um, I'm workshopping a lot with the girls at the moment, just about different ways that we start and finish the class, how we talk the same language. Those kind of things, I think, will play into... Well, that feeds, like, from your brand yeah. across, across yeah. the whole studio then, doesn't it? Yeah, so we're working on that. I'm big on that I like... Um, the reason I didn't want to open a franchise ever myself was because I didn't want to be restricted as a teacher from my creativity yeah um I would not want to be sent a class plan and to have to go out and teach that class plan for me that just isn't authentic to my creativity at all um having that dance background I like to get creative so I think that it's I'm gonna try and work out a bit of a model how when I do go to hopefully multiply sculpt, people can still feel empowered to bring their own personalities to the studio, bring their own style. I think that's important. Yeah, rather than being yeah, just too prescriptive. Definitely. Exactly yeah. A bit of it, there needs to be a framework, but I think I want to allow for creativity within that framework, which is maybe different to a lot of franchises at the moment. So it sounds like you've got big goals ahead but small steps and I think yeah that's um important is when you are thinking about starting a business for listeners is to it doesn't have to be the big thing that that can obviously be your your goal and you should have those big dreams that are a bit scary but you know just to start small so even if you are in your corporate job at the moment you could start building your website on the side just do it through Wix or Squarespace and start having fun like creating a mood board for your brand Mm. and and then it all starts to feel quite real and I found I don't know how you found but once you do start making those steps to creating your own business and you people come to you or things just kind of start to happen it's like you're putting it out into the universe oh my gosh that's exactly what I was going to say I've never felt that more than like the last year the people I've met um the people like I've partnered with it's been incredible just Yeah, it's been overwhelming how awesome people have been and supportive. Yeah, and I think um, that when you are living your purpose and aligned with... It comes. You know, it yeah, happens, definitely. Totally. Um, which leads me perfectly, actually, yes. to um, a new thing that I'm introducing on the Upsiders podcast. We used to do a quick fire five questions, mm-hmm. but I want to do um, six questions around starting your own business Um, We've obviously got an upcoming event for anyone who's um, in Sydney on the 23rd of January. We're going to be doing a How to Start Your Own Business event at Sculpt. And um, I'll be presenting and Laura will be on a panel um, along with some other great speakers. So um, if you want to know more about that, check out Upsiders Co. on Instagram and we'll um, share the link to the Eventbrite um, event there. So, yeah, the six steps that we'll be covering um, to starting your own business is find your why, overcome your fears, define your niche, build an authentic brand, communicate consistently and know your value. So just on those um, six points, if you could just give me a couple of words or a sentence, how your business has followed that. So number one, find your why. So what's your mission and sense of purpose sculpt how's your business aligned to your your why yeah um my mission would be to really create that safe space for women um to work out but also to enjoy working out I wanted it to be fun um not a chore um not talk about weight loss not talk about all these negative things I want it to be a really positive experience um just from my own experience that's what 
I was kind of missing from my workout. So that's what created my why in creating Sculpt. Um, And to bring people together, I felt like in group fitness, people do want to still go to a studio to work out together. And they are probably looking for that bit of connection. Um, So I think sometimes we've forgotten that, um, that that is important, not just to walk into a studio and kind of wait at the bar or wait on your mat. Um, We can sit around and talk to people. Um, So I think that was my kind of why and the reason for creating. Yeah, you've definitely achieved that from having been. You can feel that sense (laughs) of community. And number two, overcome your fears. This is a big one Mm. because I think a lot of people are held back by fear of failure, fear of what other people think. What fears did you have to overcome? Um, I had a... I've had a business before. I have failed. Um, it is normal. I Was think. it a failure? Do you see it as a failure though? Or do you I see don't. it as no, a stepping stone? No, I learned so stone? much, yeah. Um, I learned a lot from it. I learned that um, that business was a product business. I wasn't connected to it. I just think back then I was looking for an escape out of corporate. Um, and what was it? Can you share? It was a bamboo product line, um, the material bamboo. Right. Um, which is totally random. Like I totally was in love with this fabric and wanted to create this range. But look, it gave me skills so that I could silly things like create the sculpt tees and the branding. Like I could do it all because I'd done it through that business. But I just learned that... Um, it did no. Did it bother me failing? It didn't at all. Um, it was okay. You just got to pick yourself back up. I definitely felt like I'd found more of a purpose with creating sculpt because it was something that I was leading from my heart, not my head. I didn't think like I. I don't know. It was just something I was so connected to. Right. Movement. And when did you know with that business to call it and go? Okay, this isn't working. It's straight not- away. I I learned that. Um, I was a great project manager for kind of getting it all the way there. But when it came to executing it, I didn't want to be knocking doors, like trying to get the product into shops. Um, I just totally lost my mojo. It just, I'd created an amazing product and a website, but then I just had no drive to. Yeah, that's what it has to come from. It's got to come from that. Yeah, totally. So it was a good lesson. So it's totally fine to fail. It's normal to fail. I think it's normally your second or third business that's successful anyway the stat is so um, or even your business starts like my business is kind of evolved mm. and I think you know it might start as one thing but then it will evolve into something else yeah um, so to be open to that yeah and, and rather than see some things as failures look at it as Learning. Um, that didn't work so I'm going to tweak it totally. and just yeah yeah keep, keep pivoting yeah. um yeah yeah, as long as you've got that strong sense of purpose that drives everything you do, I think that's, that's yeah, the most important. definitely. And um, defining your niche, you've obviously got a strong niche. Yeah. I mean, what would you say it was? Would you? Because I'd have said a, like a female boutique It is very studio. much female boutique. And for oh. me in creating Scott, the boutique element, I suppose we haven't touched on. For me, I wanted to create a small, um, I didn't want a big studio or um, I don't, I don't think I ever will want a studio that's kind of like 30 people per class. For me, that didn't feel authentically boutique. Yeah. Um, I felt like there needed to be a bit of disruption with, I still feel like there needs to be a bit of disruption with that word that everyone's kind of calling themselves boutique. Yeah, I think I call myself boutique influencer agency. And it just, yeah, it's probably slightly overused. It it? is. And it's when... um, People know what it means though. Like I still Google boutique hotels if I wanted to stay somewhere because I know it's going to be cute. Um, Yeah. But I felt within the fitness industry, a lot of the bigger kind of 
gyms or um, are using the word, but I just question more what service are you giving to make it a boutique experience? So for us, like boutique for me personally in fitness means that having that kind of more intimate, smaller group classes, having those hands-on corrections, um, just making it a lot more personal, um, personable rather than big. Yeah. Um, so that I wanted to change the definition for me of what boutique fitness actually should be. I think it should be those smaller classes and it should have those just extra bits of experience. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And building an authentic brand, you've talked about that a lot and you can tell that your brand is very authentic. Mm. Um, what were the sort of steps that you took to build that? You did your website, Instagram, but just making sure that it does stay yeah um as your voice oh my gosh that's a funny little point so with the voice thing um my hubby's awesome he does a lot of the kind of back-end stuff for me and when it comes to the data pulling data for reporting um edms and stuff but it was quite funny we went through this stage where i you know i would write up the copy for the edms and he would then i'd send it through to him he would completely change he'd take my voice out of it Oh, really? And, oh, my gosh. We would have this back and forth, like, dialogue getting uh, quite heated. Um, yeah. Does he have a marketing background? Or yeah, he... he does. But he's much. he's got that corporate voice. Yeah. And I, didn't, I want it to be playful. I want it to be fun. I want it to sound like it is coming from me. Um, so we've got there now. It was a challenge um, just <laughs> to find that middle ground. Um, but, yeah, I've been very firm on trying to keep my voice within yeah um, all my communications it's it and it is all coming from me so I can't not be too authentic like at the moment it's still me doing everything social, yeah that's what people works. relate to yeah well. um and I think that's important like not to grow too quickly not to hand over those um kind of things I was reading girl boss actually and she was saying how you know she's still um what's the lady who wrote girl boss Oh, I don't know, she's but the I know founder I can of, her. Um, Let me look oh, it up. really annoy me now. She was the founder of Nasty Girl. It was yeah, American. Sophia. Sophia. Am- Ambrosia. Yeah. Her, well, Sophia, I just, that's an awesome read for anyone. Um, that's really helped. She's still today, like she's got a, probably a billion dollar business, but she still is the one like checking all her tweets and responding to her social posts and stuff I think it's got it it should always come from where possible yeah the person behind the brand um, yeah because I've done that before I've employed um social media expert to, yeah. to do some of the content and I regret it from yeah um obviously as your business gets bigger you're gonna need to employ someone yeah. but just having used an agency I felt like it lost that the authenticity yeah. of my voice and I you know I work with Australia's best um, top food blogger yeah and she still responds to every single comment on her social wow. media it's all her voice and she's got millions of followers yeah. now and she just yeah she just says it's so important her community that's you know her bread and butter yeah. so why wouldn't she treat them as friends why Definitely. would she just um, get someone else to do it you know there's other things you can outsource like I would say it's a great thing to outsource someone to help with your accounting or totally. finance yeah. um get people to outsource with those things but when yeah. it comes to the branding and social media I think it's really good yeah I agree I totally good agree to come from yourself and I think even with the 
what you've just touched on with the accounting and stuff, that was something um, that was important. I know that I don't enjoy doing that. So from the beginning, like I did have um, like that looked after. So I think it's just playing to your strengths. Um, yeah. You know, don't do the things that you know you're terrible at or that you're going to keep pushing that you're not going to want to do um, and then letting accounts pile on top of you and getting overwhelmed from the beginning. So I think even in that planning, like for the six steps, planning, work out like where your strengths are, what your weaknesses are with some of those weaknesses. If you can outsource a couple of things, yeah. great, but just... And you can through Upwork and yeah. Freelancer oh. and some of these sites. You it's can. Amazing. You don't have to spend a fortune. You can get Definitely. a virtual um, assistant that doesn't yeah. cost a lot of money. And if that frees up time for you to do sales or partnerships totally. and be driving revenue yeah. into your business, then it's, it's it makes totally sense. worth it. Yeah. Um, and communicating consistently, that would be something that, you know, constantly communicating to your customers yeah. and having that um, consistency, which is something... I need to be better at mm. is just that um, weekly communication do you have your EDM that you yeah look we've gone to um, the EDM we were playing around with at the beginning I think we started it as fortnightly we've switched to monthly at the moment whilst it's just kind of me doing everything that's achievable um, yeah. it would be way too much pressure for me to go weekly or fortnightly right now um, just getting that content um, so look, I've just made it a little bit fuller and monthly and I feel like, look, I look at my, um, open rates and people do like kind of seeing what's going on, which is awesome to see. Yeah. So I feel like because I'm not bombarding people too much, they are reading my content, which yeah, is great. I think that's so, something to be said. Yeah. Like some of the ones I get daily I've now unsubscribed from because yeah. it's just it's too, too much. much isn't yeah. It? There is that balance. Like, look, long term, maybe it probably would be smart to go fortnightly um but right now just when you're starting up you have to pick your kind of battles a little yeah. bit of where you can put your energy and you're not this I, I've had to learn I'm not this wonder woman you know I still I get run down and I'm tired and I have to hear that um and some things have to take a little bit longer occasionally um so yeah, I think monthly com is okay for that kind of EDM. And um, we've started implement more kind of follow-ups. We'll build on it just as time goes on over the next year. Um, I want to integrate. At the moment, it's very manual. So I'm just integrating and maybe going up a notch on our kind of software um, so that we can start automating a few more bits. Yeah, it's a little with, bit clunky. I know with MailChimp, you can. It obviously is a bit of work initially. Is, yeah. But if you invest that time, then you can automate um, totally. quite a lot of your communication. Yeah. But would you say that's one of the steps to growing your brand? Has been, uh, or has it been? I talk a lot to people in person. Getting like any, feedback. Yeah, constantly whenever I'm with people. Um, I'm connecting with people I'm not yeah. yeah I'm not just in there then starting class and finishing class I'm always chatting to people um, yeah it's everything it is text it is little Instagram messaging people um, I, I do I'm quite big on kind of our follow-up calls and stuff like that and I want to just hear people's experience and actually just see how their body feels um, yeah I really noticed that when you started I got call from you and I was really impressed and then and then I think you sent a text which was nice because you could just respond in your own time yeah how, how you felt about it and yeah so I I want it to come across I didn't want to I heard some really horror stories about kind of how some gyms and studios operate and it's very pushy and very salesy I'll never 
be that way. Um, that isn't true to me. And I wouldn't want to force people into signing a membership on the day and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think if it doesn't come authentically, like lots of people would say, I'm not good at sales. I'm going to struggle with a business, but I found that sales is actually just relationship building. It really is. It's just connecting. Yeah. Um, and as long as you're authentic with that connection. So I do feel like our connections, I totally feel like my our members are, are my friends. Like they're beautiful people. Um, and there's respect kind of both ways. So yeah, um, yeah just be authentic. With, yeah, when it listen comes to, to your that. customers. Yeah, really. listen, listen, listen. Get that feedback and implement. Yeah. And lastly, number six, yeah. know your value. So I think, um, I know I didn't value myself as much when I first started and yeah. I do a lot of stuff for free and a lot of people say to me well, what do I charge mm. and, and how did you kind of know what to charge yeah. or, or work out that because I did a lot a of research market research um and I would say we're sitting at a pretty we're at a, an affordable position um when it comes to kind of our memberships and and options um yeah, I did a lot of market research and then priced it where I thought it did sit. I haven't been big on doing too many kind of, like sure, our launch offer was pretty um, pretty awesome, $1 for one week. Um, but I haven't pushed too many offers. Um, I feel like sometimes that can bring your Devalue brand down. Devalue the brand, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was told that from one of my ex-bosses actually, who I keep in touch with, um, who's a bit of a mentor, um, to always say strong to what your worth is. Yeah. Um, and occasionally when people do come to me and ask me for, oh, can you do this? I've not got, I've not had taken them on as a customer because if I just don't feel like they see the value in what we're giving them, I don't know if they're the right customer. Yeah. So I'm it's pretty strong on that stance, to be honest, because um, I do think we are fair. Um, of course, I'll listen, but I think stay true with where you have pitched yourself stay with that yeah don't be jumping all over the place um so that's definitely not something that I've pivoted on or tweaked um I think we went in at the right point um and yeah we'll stay stick with it yeah we'll stick with it and you mentioned just lastly mentors and Mm. you obviously have a mentor Um, yeah has that really helped you I've got a few, yeah, I've got a few mentors, um, different people for different types of advice that I need. Um, I think I mentioned earlier, I definitely connected with different studio um, founders um, from other studios in Sydney and I catch up with them and message them when I just need a bit of advice, um, which has been amazing really lucky um, and people, people are willing to give advice, aren't they? They, they are really so are. awesome, yeah. Um, but like we mentioned, it, you're not treading on anyone's toes um, and there's no need for anything to be like that anyway. Um, so I've definitely got a couple of now kind of studio manager, little owners, founders, um, some really successful studios in Sydney and Australia um, that I keep in touch with, which is really nice. Um, and then I've got some of the guys that I worked for. Um, I was really lucky when I moved to Australia to work for some pretty incredible businessmen, to be honest, in that EA kind of capacity for those um, execs. So I learned a lot from them. Um, you know, I was making decisions as that EA. I very much wasn't kind of just uh, sitting in 
the back just doing admin kind of yeah. EA. Um, and when you say, was it business men and women or was it, it was mainly just, men? I was with men. Um, I had an amazing boss actually back in the UK, um, the um, chief marketing officer I worked for in the UK. She was a woman and she was awesome to work for. But then, yeah, coming to Australia, I did work for two guys who... Do you think they have a different attitude to business that's helped you like a bit more? They've made me um, harden up, which is good. Um, I think, yeah, they, yes, they were definitely um, challenging challenging to work for in themselves. Um, So they do have a harder approach to business and I wouldn't say I'm that hard at all, but it did see me just let me see things through different kind of lights and different ways. Um, and I think I was always just listening. I was always um, observing. Yeah. I hear different situations. I would come up with them with answers. So um, I was lucky that they would pull me into a lot of that kind of stuff, if that makes sense, um, from that kind of EA role. It was very much project management, strategy, you know, if a new, if they wanted to do a rebrand, although I was in that capacity, I'd be brought into those marketing meetings with um, meeting with different brand agencies and sit in with them on that kind of stuff. And they would really hear my voice. So yeah, that's I was good. lucky that I had a voice at the kind of at the boardroom, like I could really speak. Um, and that's I think, good. I think, yeah, people that do have, when your business grows, you, everyone in your business has, has a voice and will have good ideas. Yeah. And, there's no such thing as a bad someone, you know, saying a bad, it might totally. have changed into something else, yeah. I think. And why shouldn't that come from any Within. level? Why does it only come from the top? Totally. Um, and even when now the instructors will have um, ideas, I'm very much, you know, listening, implementing. Um, we workshop. That's how we kind of work together yeah. to make, to keep evolving sculpt to what it needs to be. Oh, it's been great to chat to you and I'm sure it will evolve into something very big. Um, And yeah, as I said, for anyone listening, if you want to come along and hear more, um, check out um, the link in our Instagram for tickets to, um, yeah, how to start your own business. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you, Victoria. (laughs) And what about people connecting with you? How should they find you? Um, Instagram's probably the best little one, Sculpt Bar Fitness. Um, Okay. Yes, I am managing that account. Perfect. Um, Otherwise, website, there's the email on the website as well. Okay, great. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. And please subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast so you can stay tuned for our next guest. Okay, bye.